0: Hi, Dallas. So good to be with you guys, even though it is online. Thank you so much for having me. And um, it, is, it is really a joy, uh, a privilege. And um, this, this week, as we come together for our gathering to hear the Word of God, um, I've been talking to Ninad, and I know you guys are going to get into the Joseph series. I, I've, been, I've been thinking through, I, I've spoken to him, and I told him the challenge that I was facing while trying to write this. And I want to share with you today whatever that I'm going to give you right now. It's really to give you tools so that you learn how to actually read the Word of God, to give you tools how to actually learn from the life of the patriarchs or the leaders of the Bible. That, that we are actually trying to get principles out of their lives, and not to emulate the patterns or thinking that whatever that happened to them will happen to us, and that's how God will use us. Is it okay? So as I go through this, uh, all these principles and characters of David today, I'm using David as an example, I pray that it will really help you in your own time of reading the Word of God, uh, reading the Scripture, as God revealed Himself to you and touch you. Is that cool? But before we dive in, Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for today. Thank you for everyone that is tuning in from all over the world to be a part of this gathering. Father, I pray as we learn this word of God, as we learn this message, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you you speak to us. You also teach us as these are tools so that when it is our turn to read the scripture for ourselves, we know how uh, and we know what it means, and we know how you're going to speak to us, and how you're going to use us. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we want to look at um, the life of David. And uh, sometimes when we, when, we, when we go through scriptures, and we look at the biography or the life of certain leaders, there, there is a tendency that we think that our lives could be the same, that we should go through the same thing in order to achieve what God wants us to achieve, I want you to know it's not, that, it's not the case. God, God wants us to, to really understand who He is and how He can use our lives and work through our life, and not to copy our lives based on the pattern of some of these people in the Bible. Is that okay? So, so let, let, let's start, okay, let's start. Today, we, we as we look at the life of King David, I want us to go and start from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 8 to verse 11. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 8 to verse 11. I have got a lot of materials here. We will see how far we go. Um, if I don't finish, then we can have another session. Then we can have another session. Then probably it will become a series by itself. All right. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of... Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered, He's tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until He arrives. When you you look at a scripture like that, uh, what does it have got to do with us? Uh, I I don't have so many brothers before me. But to understand the principle, number one is this, God uses those who are working, not waiting. God uses those who are working and not waiting. You know, David was, uh, was the youngest of Jesse's. Um, and and he was working in the field when Samuel came. Sometimes for us, as we learning to serve God or we're learning to hear from God, we, we probably wait a bit too long or we are just constantly waiting. Instead of just, you know, okay, let, let me put it this way. It is like, oh, this is not really what I want, so I'm not doing that. Oh, that's not exactly what I wanted, so I'm not doing that. No. We... We, as we learn from the scripture here, we are to begin by first doing something. It really doesn't matter if that is really what God has called you to do. It really doesn't matter if that was really what you are meant to do. But it is a, a starting place. It is a place where God can see your character, whether you will follow through, whether, whether you, will, you will give up, whether you will be resilient, whether you will keep going. When the going gets tough, So, God uses people. God loves people who are working and not those who are waiting. And this is how, the tool that I want to give you today, that when you look at the scripture, you begin to hear and see and hear what God is saying to you about about this passage. Is that okay? So, if you want to be used by God, be on a working mode. Serve as an usher, serve as a musician, serve as greet us, I don't know, serve in, in some form of capacity. Learn to take pictures in the church. Learn to talk to new friends. So, so don't keep telling God what you cannot do. God, I, I'm not friendly as a person. I, I don't know how to speak to a new friend. Everything that God can use us to do, it begins with us doing something in the very first place. Again, another thing is don't just wait for God to speak to you. Sometimes I think we can complicate uh, spirituality so much that we always think that God will speak to us first and we expect God to speak to us in a certain way. What if God did not speak to you in the way that you expect Him to speak to you? Does that mean that God is not speaking to you? So remember, God uses those who are at work, not those who are Simply just waiting. And then when you go to verse 12 in 1 Samuel, verse 12, it says, So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing, the Bible says, with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Wow. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. The the scripture tells us that he was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome in features. Uh, the handsome part is definitely a bonus, right? But, but uh, his, his skin was tan. That means he was in the field all the time. Uh, he was healthy. He was a hardworking person. You know what I realised over the years? I really dislike lazy people. I, I cannot cope if, if people are not waking up when they're supposed to wake up. They're not going to work when they're supposed to work. And I feel it's very complicated if you... Sorry, it's not complicated. I feel it's, it's not the way. And sometimes, let me, let me tell you this, all right? In the world that we live in today, so many people want to invest in a business, invest in a startup, invest in a new opportunity. And, and we think we're actually investing into the idea of what that person is doing. Uh, let me tell you, it is not investing into the idea, but more so investing into the person. Don't invest into a concept. Invest in the creator. Invest in the founder. Because he is the guy that makes all the difference. I will never part money with somebody that has a great plan but will never wake up early in the morning. As compared to somebody that no matter what, every day, he will, has, he will have a routine, he'll wake up in the morning, he will exercise, he will run, he will go to work, and then he'll finish his work, he will go home, and then he will do it again the next day. Success really is doing the same thing and repeating it a million times. Just without losing enthusiasm, the person just keep at it. And and David in the scripture, when you when you look at uh, his life, when you look at how... He has been you know that he's a committed person he is someone that will stick to what God or rather stick to what his father has assigned for him to do. He got bright eyes too that means he's sharp he he' uh, he is alert he is always on the lookout because he was looking after his father's sheep he has to make sure that there are no 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 lion or or bear they will come and attack the sheep that he was asked to look after as a leader and as someone that learns to read the scripture and you learn from the life of david we ought to have sharp eyes we have to be watchful we have to be alert we have to be sensitive to the surrounding we we make sure that we do not have our new friends neglected that we only talk to our own friends, our own clique, our our own little gang, so to say. And that's what uh, God is looking for when He's looking for a leader. And so let these tools be something that it's a gift to you that I want to share with you today so that you can learn them. And as you read the scripture, from then on, you look at the life of Joseph, you look at, you know, and Joseph began with a dream. I want to say this, right? Uh, God speaks to us. But before God speaks to us about a dream like Joseph, we have to first know who God is. Sometimes people are so much into dreams and vision that they do not actually know who is the giver of those dreams and vision. When you know God, when you choose to serve God and be a part of what God is doing, that is a good enough dream for every one of us. Sometimes, Sometimes people get so hung up But Joseph had a dream. I didn't have a dream. So I don't know what God wants me to do. It is not true. Is that okay? It is not true. A dream can be as simple as being a part of whatever that God is doing. Amen. Chapter 16 and verse 23. I'll I'll give you a couple more. Uh, Yep, before we, we wrap this up today. Whenever the Spirit of God, from God, came on Saul... David would would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better, and the evil uh, evil spirit would leave him. One of the things that is special here about David was that he carried a special presence of God. Um, And this is rare in the times of the Old Testament. Today, all of us carry God's presence because our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And now, this is a very important lesson for every one of us, that you and I, regardless of whether you're full-time, whether you're pastors, whether you're leaders, whether you're church members, or whether you're just goer, whatever it may be, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same Holy Spirit that resides on the inside of you and me. So therefore, There is no pastor's version of the Holy Spirit that is more anointed, that is more powerful. There's no such thing. It is the same Spirit of God. And so what we need to develop is that we need to develop that sensitivity to the voice of God, to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, to know Him, to experience Him. And it is only when you have experienced God, you can take others to experience God in the same way. You cannot lead people to a place that you've never been before. And so long before, long before you, you, you want to lead or you want to serve, let us first learn how to minister to the Lord on our own. Learn to pray, learn to worship God, learn to read the scripture. And, and I want to say this, I, I, I really enjoy reading the life of David again and again. Because many years ago, 1998, okay, that's a long, long time ago, that would be 20, 22 years ago, when I first became a pastor, Um, nobody told me what to do, right, and I had to learn to open the scripture and read the Bible page after page after page, and that's when the Lord began to teach me what this passage is all about, and why it is important for me to teach the congregation. And so I want you to learn, not just to hear sermons. That's why I want to give you the tools today that you can learn to read the scripture and hear God for yourself. Build up your inner man, the Bible says. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Take time to enjoy spending time in God's presence. Don't just pray for revival. Don't just pray for something to happen. Pray that you can draw closer to God, the Father, on a regular basis. Pray because you long for that intimacy. Pray because you want that relationship with God to be tangible, not just for God to do something for you. Let's jump a bit. Chapter 17 and verse 29. Alright, chapter 17 and verse 29. 29 I'm just trying to show you all this uh, uh, from the scripture and how you can derive the principle from there. Now, what have I done? Said David. Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the... Am I in the right place? Same matter. And man answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul and Saul sent to him. You know, David lived a purposeful life. Even when he was just a, a teen, uh, a young person, he knew God. And it was because he knows God, he has confidence to do what God wants him to do, to do. And he knows exactly where he was going. I think in the world that we're in, we are far too eager to do something we are far too eager to go somewhere. That before all this, we ought to first know God, to take time to know who our Father is. Today, question number one, do you know who your Father is? And if you do, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you that God is your Father in heaven? And number two, do you know where He is going? Do you know where He wants you to go? Number three, or number four, do you know how to get there? Do you know how to get there? Mental health, it's a critical issue today. A lot of people struggle with that, whether it's depression or anxiety or peer pressure. But very often, it stems from the lack of a purpose in life. We, we are drawn... We are pulled by all other directions, trying to, to, to please people, p- trying to do things that other people are doing rather than doing what God wants us to do. And so, and so here, you know, uh, David is saying, now what have I done? Say David, can't I even speak? He know exactly that he has a voice. And that voice is a voice that comes from what he has experienced in his time with God. Number five, David, in chapter 17 and verse 34, he says, But David said to Saul, when he was about to challenge Goliath, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and kill it. What is this verse all about? What, are, what is the purpose of these two verses? By telling us that David has actually conquered a lion and a bear before this. It's to tell us that David as a person has a good track record. He has a good track record. He killed a lion and a bear. It, it is a big thing probably not the biggest deal in his life. Are you all with me? And so we need to understand that before you take, you take on the Goliath of your life, the battle of your life, the battle that defines who you are, we, we cannot look at small battles and belittle it and think that those battles are not important. Those, those battles builds you on the inside. Those battles builds your confidence. Those battles builds your reliance and your dependence upon God a lot of people want to jump straight into the big stuff. A lot of people are just hoping that very soon they will get that big break that they've been praying and believing God for. But you know what? God is not so much interested in your success than in your character, right? That is why your character development is crucial. Gifts will take you to a place that is right at the top, but it is your character that will keep you there. That is why a lot of people, a lot of people, they, they, they reach the top very quickly, but they also drop back down very quickly because they do not have that tenacity. They do not have that inner strength on the inside of them to maintain the success that they've achieved as a result of their gifts, but due to the lack of a strong character. A lot of people like to preach to thousands. A lot of people love the stage, but not a lot of people love... To read the Word of God. Don't just read the Scripture today because you want to get some points to speak. Learn the Scripture because you want to know the Father. And before you preach to hundreds, before you preach to thousands, maybe we should just learn to preach to one. Teach Bible study with somebody. You know, learn to teach the Word of God in a small cell group setting. Build your own track record. Don't jump too quickly into the big break. Be faithful in small things. Be faithful in small things. Let's go to the next one. Chapter 17. Let's do seven. Is that okay? Let's do seven. Uh, Chapter 17, verse 35. I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and... Killed it. I went after the lion and the bear, David says, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. At this point, David is saying that the mouth of the lion is already eating that sheep. And David actually pulled the sheep out from the jaw of the lion or from the paw of the bear, if you like. And then when it turned on him, because he was trying to grab his food, the Bible says, uh, When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. To deliver a lamb from a lion's mouth is a very beautiful picture of a true shepherd of God. It is a very beautiful picture of a shepherd's heart. That even though you know the sheep probably will still die, that the sheep will probably be half dead as a result of that attack, the pastor's heart is always to steal, rescue that defeated, broken, half-dead, almost-die sheep. And unless you understand this, ministry will just be something for you to, to have people to achieve some goals rather than people that it is placed there for you to show them that you love them. Are you willing to risk your own self to lead, to shepherd and to pastor the people that God has entrusted to you. And that immediately differentiates between a shepherd and a hireling. A hireling will run when the lion comes. A hireling will run when the bear comes. But a shepherd will stay with the sheep, even in the night, even under the hot sun. He will make sure that he will take them to the greenest pastures for their nourishment. And that's what a shepherd is. A a, a shepherd cannot take advantage of the sheep. A shepherd will want the sheep to have all its advantages. And so, it is the heart of a leader, the heart of a pastor, the heart of a shepherd, that you always want the best for the people whom God has entrusted to you. Do you serve them? Or do you want them to serve you? And that is a critical question because the principle of leadership in the Scripture is always about us as leaders, serving the people that God has entrusted to us and not getting them to serve us in return. Many years ago, um, when I was still back in my own home, uh, I, have a, I have a helper, alright? I have a helper in my house and she was from Indonesia. And, and I was a pastor, And I I find it difficult to have somebody, and she's a believer, to have somebody like do work for me in my house. And then, but when it comes to Sunday, I will drive her to church and I will tell her, hey, and she goes to another church. I will tell her after church, I will come and pick you up. Say, "Uh, no, 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 sir, you cannot do that because I work for you and I'm your your staff technically. I say, it's true. You work for me. You're my staff. That's your role and that's your responsibility. But when it comes to worship, when it comes to Sunday, when it comes to honour God, we are all the same. So I said, I will pick you up not because you're my staff, but because we are all sons and daughters of God. And, and we have to understand this. It is very, very critical. Amen. And I want to end <clears throat> by the seven truth or the seventh character that we can derive from the life of David, is that David was decisive. As a leader, you have to make decisions. As a leader, you have to make decisions. People need to follow you according to the decision that you've made. Yes, I know, sometimes you may make the wrong decisions. When you make the wrong one, it's okay. Come back to your people and say, hey guys, you know what, sorry, I think that was a bad move. You don't have to feel like you're perfect, but you need to be convicted with a decision that you have made. And remember, you don't have to make all the right decisions all the time. Why? Because it is impossible. Nobody will be able to make the right decisions all the time. But you need to be decisive. Decide, move on. Decide and move forward. Don't decide and then change your mind and then move backward and then move forward. Change your mind again and then move forward again. Don't don't do that. Be decisive. David knew that he once the lion or the bear tried to turn on him, he got to seize them and, and kill them immediately. Otherwise, the 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 lion or the bear will kill the sheep. Sometimes they Problems. there are problems that are really small problems in life. But because you leave it there, you let it drag it on, it becomes a big problem and affecting more and more people. We got to destroy whatever that is potentially able to destroy the flock that God has entrusted to us. Be watchful. Amen? Be watchful. So, as you learn all these principles that I have derived, that shows you not the pattern, not the not trying to follow, you know, exactly what David did, but to learn the principles of how his faith in God, how his trust in God has shaped him to be the person that He is. Really, as we learn the lives of different leaders, the patriarchs like Abraham, Joseph, Paul, David, anybody, it is not just learning how they do certain things. It is learning how God has impacted their lives. Because at the end of the day, it is our lives and how we live our lives that will leave the greatest impact to the people around us. Can I encourage you, as I give you this tool, that you will fall in love with the Word of God. You can't wait to see what God is saying to you in your own walk. But remember, remember, remember. You are not to copy them. You are not to think that, oh, after this, this should happen when we are going through the book of Joseph. After this, when Pastor Nina take us to that journey. Please don't think, oh, I don't have this part. Is my life going to be like Joseph? Or is my... No, 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 no. That's not the point. The point is, what is the character that is developed in your life as a result of your knowledge and understanding of God? And of course, if you ask me, the life of Jesus is definitely the most crucial, most critical life that you and I should ever just spend time and dive deep into understanding understanding it, that God would become man so that man can be with God. It's probably the most beautiful love story, probably the most beautiful God-man story ever told, that God would be man so that man can be with God. As you hear me today, I want you to know, as Christians, we know our faith we know that it was God that sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for a sin that we can never pay back. And so because of that, everyone who gives their heart to Jesus will have their sins forgiven and begin a new life in Christ. Today, if you heard me and you've never invited Jesus into your heart, I want to open this invitation and invite you to begin this conversation, to begin this journey of walking with Jesus, and see how your life is touched, can be touched and changed by God. My life's touched. I'm not preaching to you a theory or, or a concept that I only know in my head. I'm sharing this with you not because I'm great or not because I'm better than you. I'm sharing you, you with this, this with you, because my life changed by Jesus. And I want you to experience the same. If you have been a Christian for many years and your life in your faith is kind of like floating and fluctuating up and down all the time, why don't you make a commitment today that, hey, thank you for the tools that you have given to me. I want to read the Word of God again. I want to fall in love with the Word of God again. I, I want to be built up, not just emotionally, but in knowledge, knowing that The God that I serve, the God that I worship is a God that is full of knowledge. It's a God that wants to empower me and strengthen me from within. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at zealouspune or visit us online at zealous.community.